We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco put it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, what a great week it was to be at Suncorp Stadium. Unless, of course, you're wearing a Broncos jersey. Well, their coach, Kevin Walters, said it. If you're in our dressing room, you're celebrating the best game in the world. And if you're in their dressing room, it's the worst. Well, such was the ding-dong battle. A seesawing affair under the guidance of the referee at Suncorp. The Roosters got home and not on anything else but the back of Adam Kieran's icy vein kick. Straight over the black dot it went. And Roosters get home 21-20 against the Broncos. Well, it secured a top four spot. Roosters debutants, lots of talking points. Silky and Bells, welcome to Roosters Radio for another week. How did you both see it? Firstly, you, Bells. Oh, wow. What a cracking game. Right to the last minute. 40 seconds to go and we got that goal and, oh, it was just back and forth there and, the boys turned up, that's for sure. It was a great game. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, not as much swearing at the TV this week. But, yeah, it was it was like end-to-end footy. They'd score, then we'd come back and score. And that kind of went on up until the, the final whistle. Uh, a few controversial decisions once again. Obviously, there was the issue there with the 10 in the bin that never really took place. And then, obviously, Victor Radley, who, who's now spending three weeks on the sideline, which is, uh, you know, I'm really uh, upset about that. And then the late penalty that w- that we got, uh, Coach Robinson was uh, quite interesting in the presser. He said, well, Victor's was a penalty. Like, obviously, there was no uh, malice or intent involved there. So if that was a penalty, I guess uh, Tilly Tupanua's one was at the other end. So there you go, guys, uh, in a nutshell. Well, Bells, uh, you know, one question has got to be asked. The Broncos come to play on Friday night. Are they becoming a baby team for our Roosters? Well, they definitely showed up, didn't they? And um, that game earlier in the year, they they got us there as well. So I don't think they're a bogey team. I just think they're a typical Queensland team that you don't know what you're going to get on the night. And when they do turn up, they play really well. You can never count them out. It's like one of those, remember the old state of origin Queensland teams where they come right down to the last 30 seconds and they manage to score this try and they just, they never give up. But um, I'm so glad we got that win on the weekend. That's for sure. Silky, I know you're a big fan of uh, Sammy Walker and his involvement. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Radio Hub's a huge fan of Sammy Walker as well. Uh, once again, he uh, he rolled his sleeves up, he got involved. Well, I thought he won the game when he, when he dropped that field goal towards the end of the match there. Couple of decisions. There was, a, I think, there was a shepherd at one stage, and you know he, he was dangerous. But uh, another good performance from the uh, the young number seven. Yeah, Silky. Uh, you know, very good point you raise. And bells. Some notable mentions from the weekends. Our Roosters Radio statistician, the David Milton of Roosters Radio, uh, far away. Yes, Bush. Well, um, I actually was very impressed, and the stats show it as well, with our forwards. Isaac Liu played outstanding. He had two hundred thirteen meters, and he scored a meat pie which is his 
first for the year. Um, and I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to get that, that under his belt before he heads off to the Titans next year. But he played a cracking game and so did our TKO. He just stepped up Siwa Takiyahao for that leadership role. Without Hargraves there, he had 207 metres, um, a try assist. Uh, he made that break in the second half, which was it was really important um, to make that break and to get that third try. And I thought he played outstanding. Uh, I also thought Dale Copley had a great game. He had a little club debut for the year. Obviously, he's been with us, I think it was back in 2016, but he had 149 metres and a meat pie as well. So it was interesting on him. He actually uh, played for the Broncos when we played them this year and he got the win up over us then. And then now he's put on that beautiful red, white and blue jersey and he's got the win up with us. Well, guys, it's the elephant in the room. Bells, I'm going to ask you. It was a seesawing affair. And, uh, you know, at first the Broncos took the lead. It looked like they were going to uh, get the two points when Victor was uh, you know, penalised for uh, a charge down. You know, they say it's dangerous contact. You know, a lot of rugby league judges have been saying in the papers and the pubs and uh, would it pass the pub test? I mean, I don't know. Three weeks for that seems tough. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough to lose him this time of year. And, you know, he was out previously um, when we played the Broncos again. However, when you look back at that, and it is the rules, when you take a player's legs out, unfortunately, it is a dangerous contact. And and when you do the crime, you've got to do the time as well. So unfortunately, we're going to lose him for those three weeks. Um, and it will be tough on us because he did have such a big game on the weekend. He's the ball was in his hands so much. He was playing that first receiver like a 5-8 role and he will be sorely missed. So if you like Drew Hutchinson, you're an old school rugby league head. How do you say it? What are your thoughts? I thought it was fair enough that he got report. I'm really disappointed with the three weeks, uh, comparing it to a couple of the other charges um, that have gone on over the weekend. But I suppose, I mean, what, what are you going to do? It's fish and chip paper now. We, we've got to move on and someone's going to have to, uh, you know, pick up the slack. Well, the highlight, guys, the highlight of the night, as we all know it, and what a highlight it was, we uh, get down the other end of the field and uh, we get a short kickoff and uh, luck would have it. The young Bronco drops the ball and uh, sad to see that for uh, Bronco fans, but great for the Roosters. So Tilly wins a penalty, a uh, good captain's challenge from Teddy. And then uh, in, in comes Adam Kieran Bells with just ice in his veins, as they say on the TV, and sure did. He, beautiful job to kick that ball over, a little pressure kick. Only moments in the game left. What do you think? That was the best captain's challenge ever. It was fantastic. Wasn't it was it just um oh to win with 40 seconds to go and and that just shows, you know, what Teddy's leadership's like at the moment. But um I was confident when he was, you know, setting up to kick that. He kicked a couple from that side and he he hooks it back around. So I was confident with him. He's got a great record and um definitely, definitely a great kicker. So, you know, you're a big fan of Adam Kier and, uh, you know, and his versatility, but uh, playing in the centres and slotting that goal over, mate, uh, were you nervous and what were you thinking? Not nervous, Bush. Uh, look, he can kick the ball, Adam Kieran, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I thought it was it was on his preferred side, so uh, I thought he was going to kick it and, uh, yeah, happy that he did. It went right over the black dot. And, in fact, Bush, uh, I was that impressed by the kick. We've invited him on tonight's show. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Suki. And it's a treat for the fans. We'll be having Adam Kieran on tonight's show to talk about his rise into the first grade team and many more. And uh, it'll be his debut on Roosters Radio. Yeah, Suki. looking forward to it, Bush. Uh, he's a Central Coast junior, so we'll learn a little bit more about uh, Adam Kieran. Not much known about him, uh, to be honest. 
But uh, really looking forward to that. Speaking of debuts, Bush, I want to give a shout-out to Nafahu White, the young 19-year-old who made his debut there on Friday night. Uh, Roosters Radio's very own Angus Crichton caught up with him after the match. Here's what he had to say. I'm here with the debutant, Nafahu White. Mate, how are you feeling? Um, I know, that just felt so unreal, you know, like being able to achieve my childhood dream and just go out there and you know, play, play for the Roosters, um, team I looked up to ever since growing up, and just to be able to you know, make my debut along on this team is truly a dream come true. So, yeah, it's pretty unreal. Let's do. Very excited for you, bro. Obviously, I've seen you doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Um, is there anyone that you'd like to thank that helped you get to this moment? Uh, firstly, I'd like to thank my parents for um, all their hard work and sacrifice back at home. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them, but also the coaching staff and um, the players, you know, uh, you yourself, the boys here, you guys have taught me a lot throughout training, you know, you guys have you know, taught me little things that I can apply to my game and just uh, make me a better overall person so, and a player as well, so yeah, pretty good. And you're from New Zealand, uh, moved over here to play SG Ball, is that right? Um, tell us a bit about what it was like moving over as a young guy from New Zealand over to Australia and Sydney. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard, you know, like the main thing is just leaving your family, but, you know, you, you start to you know, become independent and you just start to, you know, um, do things on your own and become a man of yourself. But yeah, it was just pretty hard. Family is just the hardest thing, but, you know, Roosters have made it at home here for me and, you know, I feel comfortable being here, so it's pretty sweet. Well, mate, I think you made all your family proud tonight, um, making your debut. You played brilliantly. Um, I saw your lungs were blowing there after a few sets. Um, were there any sort of moments in the game that stuck out for you that you sort of look back and laugh at or you found um, was a step up into a different arena? I think just the whole time I was on, you know, it was just so unreal. Like, I remember the first time I came on, I think Xavier Coates ran, and it just felt like I was in a game. Like, it just felt so unreal. And, you know, but, yeah, no, it's, it's the start of something. And, you know, I just built from here and, you know, become better and practice what I can back in the paddock. So, yeah. Well, you've earned it, mate. Um, I'm sure your family will be proud and very proud to have Rooster and Afahu White on our books. Thank you. Well, that was great to hear from Nafahu and what a great young man. He's going to, I'm really looking forward to seeing his future at the club. And I was actually really touched and you could tell he was as well at the end of the game when he went to the sideline and his family and friends were there and they uh, did the haka in the honour of his first grade debut. And it, and it was a great moment in football. Yeah, Bells, I've got to agree. I mean, one thing I noticed was both Jared and Siwa stood there and stood to attention. You know, my wife's a Kiwi and, uh, you know, when the when the hark is done and, you you know, you two are great friends, they're very, very proud. And from a cultural point of view, I think it just speaks volumes of the respect and the honour it must have been. So it was a touching moment and uh, so exciting. Yeah, I have to agree. It was a, a great way to finish off the match. Now, guys, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, the man who kicked that goal in the dying seconds, Adam Kieran, is going to join us. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, on this week's episode of Roosters Radio, that's right, we've got that man, the man you've been crying out to know, the man you've been wanting to get to know, but more importantly, the man that had ice in his veins as Teddy turned around and said, Adam, put this over, let's take the two points from the Broncos and get home and have a beer. That's right, Adam Kieran on Roosters Radio. What a week, what a great game he played. Adam, welcome on your debut on Roosters Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, mate, Silky Bells and Bush usually doing this show, and uh, unfortunately, I have to report, Silky's been given three weeks from interviewing players. He's been suspended because of uh, yelling at the TV after seeing Victor Radley get penalised. So we've asked producer Pat to step in. Producer Pat's making his debut today, and he's going to kick off with the first question. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. 
Adam, you've come onto the scene for the Roosters and played some pretty amazing footy for us. But take us back to the beginning. Where did it all start for you? Where was the junior footy played? So I was always a Central Coast boy. Grew up playing footy there uh, at the age of four, I believe. Played at, played at the Wong Roos uh, up until under 12s, where I went to the rival club, the Tukley Hawks, for a, a few years there. Played, um, played alongside some of my good mates there. Jack Coggle was there, who's you know made his NRL debut as well. So um, there's a few boys there that, uh, especially from the Central Coast, that sort of kicked off and continued their NRL careers. So after going to, after from playing from uh, Tukley Hawks, went back to Wyong just to play a bit of um, bit of local grade footy, get a bit of experience with you know older players like men and you know coming up against a few physical bodies and stuff. So. But then I was lucky enough to get with the with the Bulldogs actually for a held match through to under twenties. That was some of the sort of best best years of my life, really. Living in the Bulldogs house there, had, a, had some good mates there. I stayed in the Bulldogs house for three years, so I've seen a few people come through and progress through the footy. I think my first roommate was Adam Elliott, so he's a, he's a character, and um, you know just to be able to get around those kind of boys and see where they've they progressed to in their in their careers is pretty cool, but. After the Bulldogs, I went to Penrith for one year, uh, played uh, New South Wales Cup there. And then I got the chance to go over to New Zealand, play for the Warriors there for two years. Um, and that's where I made my debut there. Pretty awesome experience to go over there with my partner, um, sort of see a, a different country, live there for a while. So um, I was fortunate enough to do that. And then, yeah, signed with the Mighty Chooks. So happy as been here and... Um, can't wait to see where this journey takes me. Well, it's so good to have you, Adam, under the red, white and blue V. It's um, it's awesome to have you at the club. Central Coast boy, I'm actually on the Central Coast now. I live I live at Avoca, God's country, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts on the coast did you grow up? Uh, so I was, at, I was in Canwell, um, more closer to Wong, Wong Roos there. So that was always just going to be the junior club. But I know what you mean. Avoca is a very nice place there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> got nice beaches there. So I'm a bit jealous of that. But um, usually, I was usually up at uh, Soldiers Beach or, you know, anywhere near Nora Head there. So that's usually oh, my local beaches. Beautiful spot. There's actually a couple of Central Coast boys at the Roosters. We've got Maddie and um, Ben Thomas, I believe. He was the Central yeah. Coast boy. Did you play any junior footy with them? I, I played against uh, Benny Thomas. Uh, I think Ix is a bit older than me. He's getting into his 30s now I think something like that but, um, <laughs> but uh, Benny Thomas I played against him he's a I think he's actually from Avoca as well King Cumber close to there but yeah versed him a few times and you know, there was a good rivalry between uh, Tukley when I was there and King Cumber so it was always awesome. good to get up on him Adam you played uh, in, in 2009 in your debut with the Warriors and, and stayed a couple of years but on debut you scored 16 points and uh, point scoring is uh, something we've come to know as Roosters fans and we're so happy for it but uh, you must have been thrilled with the debut to put uh, put 16 points on your first game. Yeah, mate. Um, it was a it was a day to remember. You know, I was versing my old club at um, the Bulldogs, so it was I knew most of those players. But yeah, it, any any points is good in a game, but especially on debut to get those points, it was pretty special. Especially having my family fly over and you know get to witness that. Fortunate enough to get a get a uh, try, and then yeah, a few a few conversions uh, to go with it. So. I was real happy with that. The coach was happy too. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was happy with the goal kick, and that's for sure. Mate, you briefly spoke to us about coming to the Roosters, but 
what was it that really secured the deal? You know, obviously you would have had a bit of a process there, meeting the coaching staff, the, the teams and everything like that. Why the Roosters? Uh, honestly, I had, a, I had a pretty terrible run of injuries the last year that I was with the Warriors. And I was, I think I only got to play three games in the season. And, you know, I got, I got approached by the, by the Roosters and they said, um, you know, from those three games, they could see quite a bit of potential. So, you know, I come through, I met, I met with Robbo, met with Ando, sat down, had a meeting with him. But the way that the meeting went, it was, it was, I don't know, it was just different. Like he was asking me questions that I sort of felt that I couldn't even really answer because he was looking so like in depth into the, you know, into the game. And I was thinking like, this is, this is different to what I've, what I've ever um, experienced in my life. So just to know that that's how deep they look into their footy and, you know, why they're so successful in, in what they do. And he was sort of telling me, you know, what the, what the boys do throughout the year and, you know, like the, the preseason camps and what they try and get out of the, you know, out of their footy and out of their, you know, their lives in, in general was, um, it was pretty appealing uh, to say the least. So it was, it was quite an easy decision. The options were pretty much Roosters or Warriors and, um, it was, yeah, I was pretty pretty happy to, you know, sign with the Roosters after, you know, going through that meeting with Robbo and, and Ando. So that was the main main reason. In Robbo we trust, hey? That's one of our favourite sayings here. In Robbo we trust. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what you don't know, Adam, you better be careful, mate. Bells and Robbo are very tight. Her, her <laughs> husband, Mick, played, I don't know, his Roosters player number, Bells, but he played first grade with Robbo when Robbo was dwindling in reserve grade and Mick used to sign autographs for him. Well, he went to St. Greg's with him. He went to St. Greg's with Robbo. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be careful what I say then. No, not at all. Not at all. Only worry about Belinda, mate. She's got a better tackling style than both Mick and Robbo. And would have (laughs) back then to laugh about it. There's a women's game. She would have captained Australia. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'll be careful then. (laughs) Now, uh, at the Roosters, um, you've made 11 appearances this year, Adam. And, um, you know, you were playing hooker for a while. You've shown that you're very handy in the halves as well, and now you've uh, you know locked into that centre position at the moment. What is your favourite role on the field? Always, it was it was five eight. You know, coming to junior uh, juniors, and then you know the New South Wales Cup. I was always in the halves, and then um, I got a little taste of it at Penrith in the centres when I was outside Jerome Luai. You know, like you can see where he's taken his footy, so he's a, he's a great player, and to play outside him, it's it's pretty cool, but. Then I went to the Warriors and that's where I played um, 5-8 for my, you know, my debut and most of the games there. But the last in the last season at Warriors, I played the three games um, in centres. And, you know, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy centres actually now. Like I'd probably say that's my favourite position, just for hitting a hole or just anything like that. I enjoy doing, especially, you know, when you go, you have a good half inside you. I've got Jury at the moment who I love playing outside. You know, I, I trust him in defence. So I trust him in attack. So it's the you know the combinations that you get with your half is is pretty good. Um, so I'd probably have to say yeah, centre's my centre's my preferred position um, at the moment. But it's pretty cool to be able to get around the park and play different positions. You know, in, in hooker and half. But yeah, I'm going to stick with centre as my favourite. Well, it's good to have another little um, utility like Orbo on the horizon, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, it's good. You can be anywhere. Adam, uh, you know, speaking of your strengths on the football field, one thing we know is you can play, two is you can play anywhere, and three is you've solved a bit of a goal-kicking um, sort of, uh, you know, process for the team. I know Teddy's, you know, a great kicker and, and you know, 
Uh, young Sammy Walker was at the helm for a little while, but you seem to have um, made that spot your own and no more evident than last Friday night. You slotted one over to win the game and it's the stuff, as Coach Robinson said in the press conference, the stuff dreams are made of. Can you tell us a little bit about your love of goal kicking, what you do, and then I'm going to ask you to talk us through that moment. Yeah, I've always, always enjoyed my goal kicking. Uh, me and my brother, we've, we grew up across the road from a soccer oval, so we've got in trouble from the council a few times from going on there when it's too wet and, <laughs> you know, just things like that. But it was always, it was always something we had, you know, a bit of com- like competition between each other with. Like pretty much every afternoon, we'd, we'd be over in the park practicing or, you know, just trying all different like trick shots at the, you know, the post. And, you know, I'd all, usually get either mum or dad to come over and kick them back because, you know, we didn't enjoy chasing them. But, you know, just that's always been a, a thing of mine. And it's something that I always, like, always practice at training. It's, it's actually enjoyable. I find it very therapeutic, to be honest. Yeah. Um, even when it's, you know, just by myself or anything, I do can just, I could sit there for hours or, you know, just I would stand there for hours um, and just, yeah, kick and probably not get sick of it, to be honest. But it's, it's more about just doing the, um, you know, the same motion each time, the same technique. I've, I try to change it up when I was, you know, younger, doing different things. You know, watch, you watch your, your Jonathan Thurston's or your Hazmiel Masri I was even watching even back in the day. So, you know, I was trying at that, that at some point, but it was just, it's just the different techniques you can use, but I've nailed my technique at the moment. So I'm pretty happy with that. Who was your favorite kicker but, growing up? Uh, I'd probably have to say uh, JT. JT was probably, probably my favorite, but I always loved just watching how, how much um, Hasmiel Masri could just curl the ball. I think he, he curled he, it more than JT. But he could bend it, just couldn't the, he? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He could. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, JT just within like the the clutch moments when I was you know sort of older to understand those kind of moments. It's pretty cool to see. So um, as you sort of touched on a bit there, it's to be able to do it um, on Friday night. It was it was pretty special. Um, well, well, let's take the fans through it, mate. Um, podcasting and radio is theatre of the mind. So I want to just set the scene for the fans and bells and silky night and Pat and I, and, and please don't be modest because all those years of you kicking against your brother and pretending to be Thurstow or Jonathan, Jonathan Thurston, I should say, or, you know, Hazem El Masri or Joey Johns or whoever you were looking at all those times at that, that goalposts come to this moment. And this is the dream of every young rugby league player. Teddy wins the, uh, the captain's challenge. It was great captaincy. We're down by one point on a seesawing affair. We had a penalty that some Roosters fans would be considered unfair for Victor. And you have a chance to win the game. So can you talk us through the moment, what went through your head when Teddy said, righto, Adam, you know what to do. Put the two points over. How did you set up and just talk us through the kick? <laughs> uh, so when he actually, I didn't actually know that he was captain, like doing the challenge. So once I noticed he did it and then I sort of seen on the screen that uh, Satili did get a bit of a knock in the face. I, I called out to Kingy straight away, who was, you know, on the sideline for the tee. So like before anyone made a decision, I was trying to make the, I was trying to get the tee straight away. So, I, you know, I was trying to be confident straight away and which I quietly, I was, um, I was pretty confident because I'd, you know, hit every, every conversion before that in the game. So I probably would have been less confident if I, you know, missed a couple you know, during the game, but um, I was saying to the boys after I was, I was quietly confident to uh, knock it over because it was, you know, it's 10 metres in from the sideline, which is sort of on the cusp of those ones where a kick is definitely meant to be able to get it and not, you know, not miss it. <laughs> um, so, you know, the boys, you know, I got a few 
boys come up to me before the kick and we're like, you know, you've got this, you know, it's Sammy Walker come up to me saying you got this and we joked about it after the game and I was like, you know, if, when you say that, it actually makes you a bit more nervous when you, you know, you someone to say, oh, you've got this, it's fine. Like, but, you know, once I got the tee, I just did the same technique as what I was trying to touch on before. Like, just make sure you, you practice exactly how you're going to, exactly how you're going to play pretty much. Um I put the tee down, but the, the crowd was loud. Like I've, I've probably never experienced, you know, the noise in that stadium that I did. I think there was only 14,000 or whatever it was, but oh, it felt like it felt like a packed stadium when I was when I was lining up. But yeah, as I said, it was, it's more just getting that same technique and you know trying to trying to slow your heart rate down. But it was definitely higher than what it was, you know, for the previous kicks. But get through the tech, same technique and then. Yeah, once I once I kicked it, I, I know it felt pretty good off the boot, and yeah, once it went through, it was a pretty good feeling. I, I didn't want to celebrate too much because I knew there was still, I think, a minute left on the yeah, on the clock. Was. So yeah, I try to be quite calm in in the celebration, but I was I was as if you knew you were never going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't calm. I was in the lounge room just jumping up and down like yes. There was no yeah, calmness. Yeah. Well, we had to put Silky on report for what he was saying when you were about to kick it. He, he couldn't look at the screen, mate. He's, he's one of them blokes that he was the ball boy in the uh, in the Roosters for many years, and he ran the first graders out lots of times, and that's his highlight. But uh, the other night, mate, he got a massive thrill. Is there something you say to yourself, Adam, when you're about to kick it? A lot of players uh, murmur words that's going over, or you know, you're not going to miss, or whatever it is. Do you give yourself some reassurance by saying anything? Any rituals? Uh, I'm not not really. No, I'm not really. A, I don't really talk to myself. It's more. It's more making sure that I do that same technique. Yeah, like it's yep. whether it's from in front, you know, of the post, or whether it's from the sideline. It's going to be the same technique each time. I think I heard the like, the commentator say something uh, last week or the week before that. Um, you know, I, I take way too long to kick these goals, but it's, it's my technique and. You know, I think the boys enjoy how long I take. They get a bit of a break after each try. So, oh, mate, we love it. You're um, running the clock down. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's just getting my breath back, you know, slowing the heart rate down and then doing the exact same technique. Yet. Um, I think that's the best way for myself to do it. I think a lot of the boys that goal kick would say the same thing, but but I do real, I do notice other boys, you know, sort of speaking to themselves and sort of what works for them and sort of that's what works for me is just going through the same technique. So, mate, all of us, including Belinda, would be lying if we haven't lined a ball up towards the set of post. Imagine the crowd in the background in a first-grade game, seconds on the clock. Some of us obviously think Origin or Grand Final. What would your advice be to a young Roosters fan who's on the Central Coast or a young footy fan who just loves the way you kick um, or, you know, any young Roosters junior that wants to emulate what you've done in the future? What's he got to do to to be able to achieve that? Um, honestly, it's a pretty cliche um, phrase, but practice makes perfect like I I couldn't tell you how many hours I've spent out on a field kicking goals or how many you know kicks I've actually done you know throughout my career or just you know throughout my childhood even um, that's where it obviously started so yeah as as much practice as you can and consistency in in your technique um, don't try and change something if you because you're closer to the post or because you're further than the post know your technique, nail it, and just keep keep working on that. So that's probably my biggest advice, but always have confidence in yourself and in what you do. So, Adam, what did uh, Coach Robinson say after the game as you hit the sheds? I mean, the boys would have celebrated. What did the boys say, firstly? And then what did Coach Robinson say straight afterwards? Well, as soon as the, the hooter went, uh, Big Toopy just grabbed me and just 
you know, bear hug me, which is a pretty cool feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the boys got around me then. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'd still a couple of um, interviews after the game. So I was the last one into the sheds and the boys are all waiting around for me. And, and I'm pretty sh- sort of shy, like quiet person, really. So when I walked in there and they, like they all started like cheering and, you know, slapping me <laughs> and doing all this stuff, I was like... I went pretty red, but it was a pretty cool feeling. They all got around me, and um, Robbo was real happy. He just said, um, you know, how much um, practice I put and that he's seen into the into the kicking, and yeah, sort of clutched that moment that you know I, I dream of that he that he did say in the um, press conference that you know that's it's a dream come true. So he just said, like, I'm I'm real happy that you you know that I did it and that I could actually live that out. So. No, it was, it was a pretty cool feeling. It was a real cool feeling. Well, it was a great moment and um, we were all very proud of you. So well done. Um, I hope you play golf. Do you get out on the golf course? Because kicks like that, you know, that aim, how, how do you go at golf? Yes, uh, that's probably my second favourite sport, golf. Um, yes. My, my old man was a like, he was quite a quite a good golfer and, and still is. I'll give it to him. Like, He's, he usually beats me. I've beat him a few times now that I've grown up and, you know, I can get hit the ball a bit longer than him now. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoy my golf. That's that's probably the sport that I try and get out and play the most. As a kid, Dad would take me out. Or actually, Dad and Mum, sorry, um, would take me out after school and it would be that competition between me and my brother again, you know, um, always getting out, especially on the par threes. Mum would always offer up a chocolate, could actually hit the green and... <laughs> Even even if one of us missed it, she'd buy us both one. But there'd still be some sort of <laughs> argument on, during the hole, and be like, you know, a bit of competition between there. But um, and she still reminds me each day. She sent me a photo the other day, actually. Her and uh, Dad were out on the golf course playing, and it was that hole that we'd always play it as uh, kids. And she sent me the photo saying, "Oh, we've had a few biffs on this hole, haven't we?" So <laughs> just like you know, little things like that. And then, um, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Just, I just yeah, just enjoy golf and. I'm trying to do it at the um, at the moment here in uh, Twin Waters. We've got one round out. Oh, I personally have got one round um, out on the course, but um, I'm hoping to get a few more um, before season's end. So. Interesting fact. Bells has a theory, and I think you've just admitted to that on uh, Roosters Radio. Your old man's going to listen to this, and we're going to let him know that you've had to wait till he's got a little bit older and not as much strength to beat him because <laughs> Bells goes on Tuesdays and plays against the uh, seniors. And, uh, you know, scores about 30 points. And when Silky and I questioned us, he said, yeah, yeah, I won golf today. And we didn't realise that she was playing against 73 old ladies. One of them had one arm. So good on you both. Well done. Madge and Maisie and... Yeah, well, well done. She's just waiting for all those years to attack your dad's game when he's been a great mentor. And Bells, you know, I mean, I know you hit the ball well and you've got all the skills, but, yeah, you might want to drop your age group a bit, you too. Yeah, you've got to win somehow. Yeah, That's right. Win. I'm with Adam. <laughs> now, um, now, Adam, while we're still off the field, you've got a little boy, Koa, you had in April. How's life being a dad? fatherhood is, is something different like it's it's the most amazing feeling like you know you think you you love something but then you know you, you get a I had me for me my had me boy and oh this it's the perspective you have on life is so much different to you know like before um, parenthood or fatherhood but um you know every every spare moment I've I've got I'm doing something with him or that's probably why I haven't played golf much is because I'm here <laughs> 
going for walks, taking him on walks or, you know, just doing something. But I already got a golf club in his hand before we come here. So I'm getting him used to it. And uh, It's good to get them uh, early. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I'll, I'll, keep the, uh, I'll keep rugby league away from him. He can make a bit more money in uh, golf, I reckon. So oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> really, really uh, concentrate on that. But uh, I'm loving it, every moment of it. Um, and I suppose I've got to give massive, Massive credit to uh, my partner Tay. She's keeps the house house there locked down. So with um with him when whenever I'm away, and it's pretty cool having them both live here. Um and you know get around other partners and and kids, and so it makes it a bit easier for her at the moment. But um, I've got to give huge credit to her. She's she's amazing with him and and with me. So oh, that's good. Well done, Tay. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to the footy, Adam, this Sunday. Got a clash with the Dragons. What are the boys expecting? I think just sort of building on the, the game we're trying to play at the moment. Like, um, you know, there's there's good parts in each game that we've played for the last few weeks, but it's, we haven't really put it all together at, like at once. So there's, there's good parts of, you know, from Para game and um, there's, you know, good parts from Broncos, but there's also poor parts. It's just it's more so about putting that all together and just getting a – you know, getting that consistent game for the full 80 and, you know, build a good platform to lead us into the into the fun end of the season. Well, Adam, uh, mate, really wonderful to talk to you. It was so impressive to see you slot that goal over Friday night, but even more impressive for us and our fans to get to know you as a man, mate. Uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure and I think this is going to give our fans a real insight into someone who we hope is going to be holding that centre jersey down uh, for a long time at the Roosters. So you certainly fit the mould and uh, we loved having you on Roosters Radio. We'd loved getting to know you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, big shout out to your family and uh, and your poor dad who's waiting to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. I'm sure to jump back on soon. So um, thanks again. And a big awesome. shout out, Bells, to Paddy on Debu. Paddy, producer Pat on Debu with Suki on suspension for three weeks over Victor Radley. I mean, you had to bring in the big guns and Paddy, we'll have a... Uh, Parker for you after this and, uh, <laughs> to celebrate this significant moment for you on Roosters Radio as a big Roosters fan and our producer you did a great job looking forward to it thank you thanks Pat thanks Adam <laughs> thanks mate thank you Well, what a great interview and what a pleasure that we had just having a chat with Adam Kieran Bush, um, such a great young man, a Central Coast junior, close to my heart here and um, got a big future at the club. Yeah, Bells, I mean, you know, he's an impressive young man and, uh, you know, only a few short games in uh, his NRL career so far, but I tell you what, showing lots of promise and, and you know, it's no mean feat to kick a goal like that to win a game and, and as Coach Robinson said in the press conference, every player's dream. Well, boys, moving forward into the weekend and back to the footy, the old Sunday afternoon game, 2pm there on Sunday afternoon. We take on the Dragons. Silky, how do you see it? Look, it's a really important game for the Roosters, obviously still vying to cement a top four spot. They'll need to play a bit better than they did last week, I feel. The completion rates is an issue for me. Uh, we're, we're completing in the low 70s, and as we head into the semifinals, that needs to improve. Uh, it be interesting what uh, Coach Robinson does with the team. Obviously, with, with Victor out, uh, I dare say uh, Hargraves will return 
uh, and there might be some movement in and around the bench. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I still think we'll get the win, but uh, I think it's going to be a tight one, to be honest. And Bush, what are your thoughts? Well, so I think uh, Sir George made a good account of himself last week against uh, who could be Premiership favourites and Penrith Panthers. So they didn't play so bad. I reckon Suki's right. We need to lift our game a little bit in the way of completions and errors. But, you know, we're men down. We've got Victor out. We've got Angus out. Uh, Jared returns into the side. I've just got to go off what Coach Robinson says. I'm looking forward to what he pulls out of his bag of tricks. As we say on Roosters Radio, he moves the chess pieces around the board beautifully. He believes in the jersey. He believes in the team. And so we've got to keep going and find a way. And I'm on the back of that, in Robbo we trust. In Robbo we trust. Yep, I think it's going to be Roosters 22, Dragons 10. And for what it's worth, I think the Roosters 16, Dragons 12. We haven't been going real well with our score predictions, boys. Oh, please. No, no, we have not. I think we all had them winning by 30 last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if we were employed hope... <laughs> by Sportsbet, we'd be sacked. I was going to say, I hope no punters are following us. But um, listen, I think there's going to be more points on the board than you guys. Um, I think our boys, as you just mentioned, Craig, that red, white and blue jersey, the heart and the soul is going to come back into that this weekend. We're going to get up and we're going to win 34 to 20 this weekend. It's going to be a great game. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Sunday afternoon. It's nice to have another Worcesters victory. And I've got to tell you, the fans are actually really, really proud of this side. And I think, you know, if you watch uh, any of the, you know, commentary on rugby league, everyone's talking about the culture at the Roosters. And from boardroom to boardroom, mate, you know, it's uh, it's in the right spot because we keep finding a way to win. Well, that about wraps things up here for another episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guests, Nafahu White, Angus Crichton, and, of course, the one and only Adam Kieran. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.